Welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. This is episode 638, Being Comfortable in Your Own Skin. So I've been thinking a lot, um, and there's a lot of, of different interests that I have and things that I'm branching off into when it comes to my content, but what I figured out is there is really one underlying central theme to this stuff, which is... I want you to be comfortable in the skin that you're in, uh, because once you are, and, and this is one of those things where it's not a hundred percent of the time, but it, it is your, it is the default way that you view yourself. Like most of the time when you're, you know, when you're thinking about yourself, are you comfortable in your own skin? Everybody has doubts. Everybody has insecurities. Everybody has stuff that they go through that, that, that does not go away. But what I can tell you, um, because for a large part of my life, I don't know when this actually really started to, to click for me, probably sometime in my early to mid thirties, I started to become more comfortable with who I am inside and out. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a completely different way of living because you, you have this assuredness about yourself and you are able to, to, you know, you, it, it's being comfortable in your own skin. Isn't just how you look. It's, it's your, your vibe, it's your skill set, it's your personality. It's the boundaries that you have with people. It's what you're, you're willing to accept what you're not willing to accept. You know, it's, it's so much. And if you look at, at, so many of the things that individuals have problems with when it comes to themselves, a lot of it comes back to they are not comfortable with who they are. Now, they probably have some really good reasons for that. You know, you have a, you have a lifetime of whatever it is that you've gone through. And, um, you know, I still go back to what they... I, I heard somebody say something about uh, traumatic events once. And it's, it, it's the event is one part of it, but the largest part of it is how we as individuals respond to it. And each and every one of us have things that have, have really put a, like made us feel uncomfortable with who we are, put negative labels on us, all that stuff. And so, so just saying, Hey, be comfortable in the skin that you're in. Um, that's wishful thinking. It's not something that you're just going to be able to turn the switch on with. But what my hope is, um, is that with all the, the stuff that I put out and, um, whether it be health and fitness, I want you to be comfortable in the skin that you're in. I want you to be able to look at yourself in the mirror Look at where your body is right now, and I want you to embrace it, and I, I want you to love it, because I'll tell you what, there's so much in the health and fitness and um, in the beauty industries as well that come down to um, insecurities that we have about our, our appearance. And, you know, another thing that I've been saying a lot here lately is, like, you should be your own body standard. You should be your standard of what you, you are body goals, and the reason I say that actually is because everybody is different. You have these, I guess, what are known as ideal as far as, you know, public perception. 
but most people have not hit the genetic lottery to where they can actually maintain that. Most of us can't even get to that level. And it's really about, you hear this all the time with health and fitness, you know, be the best version of yourself, but there's mixed messages with it on a health, on a, on the fitness standpoint with, with your level of fitness and the YLF community, I'm, I'm shifting the messaging just a little bit. Yes. I want you to be consistent. I want you to be patient. I want you to find what works for you because when you find what works for you, consistency is going to be a little bit easier. Yes. I want you to support one another, you know, encourage people that are doing the same, figuring out what works for them. But ultimately I want you to be comfortable with your skin, like, like who you are, where you are with things, be comfortable in your own skin realizing that, you know, getting down to a certain weight for you, your body's not going to look the same way it would if, if I or somebody else got down to that. Bodies are different. And I think for health and fitness, if we look at this from the outside, which is bodies are different, embrace the body you have. And if, if the stuff that you're consuming is going against that and making you feel like your body's not enough and you know, you're doing all this stuff, but you're doing it because you're trying to drastically alter your body in a way that it's not naturally going to go with consistent work over the course of time. Then I'm challenging you to stop consuming that stuff. Embrace who you are. This stuff takes time, as I said a couple minutes ago, but you know, that's kind of the other interesting thing about the world we live in now. You control the messaging that you're seeing and that you're hearing to a large extent. Everything you listen to on your, you're getting your, your Spotify year-end rap, you have control over all that. These are all things you decided to listen to. Unless it was a suggested song based on your preferences. But then, you know, again, you listen to it over and over. Um, so if, from a physical standpoint, the stuff that you're consuming is making you feel uncomfortable about where you are and physically and that you, you know, need to drastically alter, then change that. I am all for you being consistent, working hard, getting stronger, changing your body composition and looking however it is you're going to look. I want you to the outward appearance to be strong and sexy and confident. But what I'm most concerned about, what I'm most interested in, is that you actually feel that way on the inside. And here's the cool thing. You can feel that way on the inside long before it happens on the outside. It's a vibe. It is. It's a vibe. It's a mindset. All that stuff. So that's how being comfortable in your own skin ties in with your level of fitness. Now, I've been, <clears throat> I've been talking a lot more now about, started as men's mental health, but I'll tell you what, like the thing that I'm really like, that's, that's firing me up right now is just this whole thing that we don't express our emotions because we're men. This is the popular narrative that was going on when I was growing up and even before that, because I mean, the guys I talked to that are older than, than I am. They went through a much similar, uh, similar, they had a much similar experience with it. And I mean, I just, I look at that and it's like, okay, this is how things were done in the past. Now, when you look to the past, people typically have an idealistic view, but if you actually look 
at the way, and I'm a look, you can, you can look at a lot of things done in the past and from today's you know, point of view and be like, what, what, what are you, huh? But what we're going to do right now is just look at the perception, like what the thought thoughts were around men expressing emotions that they're weak. They're not weak. And I think what we're finding is that people are people. And humans have emotions. Now you can try to put them into whatever type of category you want. What we're finding, and this is the other, this is the other thing that's happened with the evolving um, way that we consume information in media. Now it used to just be like the suits could sit up in in the Park Avenue office and decide what the persona was going to be, decide what the stereotype was going to be, decide what it was that we were going to try to to be because you had radio and you had television. So like you had a small number of people for these networks um, deciding, you know, how we were going to be. And the, the interesting thing is a lot of that, so we talked a little bit before about uh, insecurities within the fitness space and how your your insecurities about your body plays into how they market to you and really bring, I don't think I brought that up directly on this episode. We've talked about it. Okay. So like basically the insecurities that you have about your body are being created and fed into by the fitness industry to sell you more stuff. Same thing with, with how men were perceived and what the stereotype was. The Marlboro man was like, you know, it was a stereotype, like, Cool guys, like cool cowboys like this, smoke cigarettes. Here you go. So, you know, that was, that was the perception. And all of these perceptions, like over the course of years, and they're not all created through advertisements. I mean, you know, it's, it's how we all grew up. It's the household you grew up in. It's the town you grew up in. We live in a much different world now. You're probably connected with people all over the planet. Your parents and grandparents may not have traveled all that much. They might not have gotten out of the town. Or maybe they did travel, but they only traveled throughout, mostly throughout the the country you live in. It's a completely different world. Because if we open ourselves up to other people's experiences and their opinions, then we see that things aren't so easily categorized. People are not categorized. You should like people are people. Everybody's individual. Everybody's got their own experience. Everybody's got their own thought process on things. And everybody expresses emotions differently. And what I'm wanting is for men to feel comfortable enough in their own skin that they can go to the people that they're closest to and tell them how they feel. Good, bad, you know, like everything in between. This narrative, oh, I'm a man. I can't, I can't talk to anybody. Well, let's also get into that, okay? You honestly, to this point, maybe you've tried to open up however many times and you've had some really nasty experiences. People have used that against you. People have shut you down. When you needed somebody, they weren't there for you. Here's the thing though, man. I'm talking to guys right now. Um, just because you've had those experiences to this point, doesn't mean that's going to be what it's going to be like for the rest of your life. And oh, by the way, again, 
if you're comfortable in the skin that you're in, you're going to gravitate towards people that feed into that. So if you weren't comfortable in your own skin and you're trying to be accepted and you're trying to force connections with people and you're trying to open up to the wrong people, there are a lot of people that you really shouldn't open up to, you know? But you can't categorize and say, well, I'm a man, I can't open up to anybody. I can't open up to women. I can't open up to my friends. I can't open up to my family. You know, like, you can find people to open up to. And you're going to have to at some point. And I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I go to therapy two times a month. Hour-long in-person session each time. I've talked about that. Started, uh, started about six or seven months ago and was, was doing virtual calls yeah, through a, one of the, the mental health counseling apps, um, 30 minutes a week. Now we're talking um, twice a month in person for an hour. Go that route. And you're not weak for going to therapy, and you're certainly not weak for expressing how you feel. You know who, who created that whole notion, I'm going to tell you? Weak-ass men that suppressed how they felt because they grew up in this same environment. Now, I probably shouldn't call them weak, but emotionally weak, at least in the way they express it. They probably wish they... But but see, and that's the thing. You know what? I shouldn't even call them emotionally weak. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. They probably weren't taught to express their emotions either. This has been a cycle. But if you're comfortable in your own skin and you, you start to feel safe around, you know, a couple people that you can be honest with and you can tell them how you feel. And, you know, like, and there's all kinds of people, are, well, I don't want to rehash it. Yeah, there's a difference between getting it out to somebody when you don't really feel like you have anybody to talk to and just continuing to rehash and recycle over and over. Now, at some point, does getting it out turn into rehashing and recycling? Yeah, but you know, it's a, it's it's situational. You know, you might have something that you talk about one time. You might have something else that you have to talk about, I don't know, dozens of times. But the point is, is as a, as a man, I want you to feel comfortable enough in your own skin to where you can express how you feel. So that's the that, that's the second type of content that I'm doing that I'm getting into. Um the third is the one that's the most personal for me. Now, I was self-conscious about my weight, but it was always um, food is how I, I deal with stressful situations. Still is. It's just how I am with it. I try to get better with it. I, it typically what happens is eventually I just decide, you know what, I'm going to balance this out a little bit. And I start eating more uh, fruits and vegetables and I start drinking more water and, you know, workouts and workouts are a good stress reliever for me as well. These are ways that I deal with stress, but food is is one and weight gain happens through that. Um, But the biggest, the biggest insecurity, the biggest thing that I was not comfortable with in my own skin was having a physical disability, was having cerebral palsy. 
having, not was, is having cerebral palsy. Still is. But here's what I can tell you. Remember, I said being comfortable in your own skin is the default that you go to. Now, you know, the interesting thing, people will talk about social media and all the negative things that can come from it. And I look at social media as a, it's a tool. Now you have to be careful because these are, all of these apps, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, (laughs) they all have artificial intelligence that is trying to get you to stay on their app as much as possible. And when you have the algorithm, you know, dictating your experience and what you do, it's very easy to go into autopilot. You can't go into autopilot. You got to be vigilant about the accounts that you follow, about the people that you interact with, the type of stuff that you consume. Now, for me, uh, putting stuff out online um, was really the first time because if I if I walk into a room, people size me up, like because you can tell by the way that I walk that there's something <laughs> there's something different or wrong about me, depending on your your point of view of things. And I always felt like that I have to dig out of whatever situation I'm in. Like you walk in, people see you physically, you have to then prove to them that you're, you know, up to, uh, up to the, the conversational standards, I guess. Because see, here's another thing when you have a physical disability, a lot of people will assume that that they assume if you have a physical disability, that you have a mental disability as well. I will tell you guys, like, and, and I'm on basically with CP, it's caused by the lack of oxygen around birth, which basically means part of your brain, your brain is like not functioning. So yeah, there's part of my brain that's dead. I'm very fortunate though, because my mind works fine, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm pretty quick on things, but in a face-to-face situation, the old way of doing things where people had no real background or basis for me, I was digging my way out. I had to prove that intellectually and emotionally I was up to standards. And I'll tell you the other thing is with CP, um, you know, cause there's a lot, like you feel it. My body tenses up a lot. And if I'm nervous, you can tell, and it comes out of my speech and it comes out in like my, my, my body language. So like this whole scenario of me being in person and this being how I'm trying to like compete in the world socially, professionally was not, I mean, I would, you know, I, I pushed through and did what I had to do. And, you know, before all this stuff with the internet, I mean, I, I worked in sales for 10 years, account management and acquisition sales. Um, and, a large part of that was outside sales. So having to meet with people face to face, having to, um, you know, have these, these, you know, drop in, do these cold conversations, or if something was on the account management side, you know, go out and handle things like face to face. Um, you know, I was, I mean, I was, well, I'll tell you how successful I was. I sold, I sold advertising for the yellow pages, the phone book, right. Uh, for, we had two campaigns a year and I was there for about four years. So eight campaigns and never finished in the red. Now the entire time that I was selling yellow pages, the industry was hemorrhaging because I went into it in 2006. So like, you know, the fact that 
loss over loss year after year and I'd never finished in the red in any of my campaigns. Like I was that actually, I mean, you know, I can sell. Um, it's much easier when you actually believe in what it is that you're selling, which is, you know, the stuff that I do with YLF and the stuff that I do with the messaging that I brought to you guys. Like this is, again, this is all coming off of my experiences and my interests. And, you know, what the internet allowed me to do is start sharing my thoughts and opinions without people having to like size me up physically. I'll tell you what the hardest thing was at first was, and this, again, this was me not being comfortable in my skin. I couldn't handle it the first time people, when, when I would send video messages, like, and they'd reply back to me with video, like they, they looked at me with warm eyes. I'd never been looked at like that initially. Like when somebody met me, it was always met with like cold, like almost pity or fear. A lot of times, which is weird. I don't know why the hell anybody would be scared of me. I'm like five foot seven and, you know, just like doing my thing. Um, but yeah, like the first time that people were like actually excited to, to hear from me and they're replying back. And like, I just, I, I didn't know, like, I was like, geez, like I, I never, I never experienced that. Um, and then gradually over time, as I continued to like share stuff, I started to feel more and more confident. And then having the experience of going through a life with a physical disability and coming from this place where I was not comfortable with in my own skin, eventually I started to become comfortable. And I'll tell you guys, like when we did the flying pig meetup a couple years ago, I was nervous then because I was like, geez, a lot of these people, like they haven't seen me in person and you know, how are they going to react? Everybody reacted awesomely. I mean, you know, which was cool. Really, really appreciated that. And I mean, I'll tell you, like, what I have found over the last few years is that the people that you surround yourself with, the ones that encourage you and um, call you on your shit when you need to be called on it, uh, and, you know, but, but create an environment where you can become comfortable is very, very important. And so for me, having the disability, I now look at it... Um, if you have a physical disability, it makes you unique. It's been really hard your entire life because people have sized you up because of it. Those people that think of you as less than because of having a physical disability aren't worth your time. They are so freaking small-minded, close-minded. You wouldn't they would they would zap your energy if you had like if if they were in your life. So you look at it from that standpoint, it's a blessing. Now you have to look at your life and your story and your process as your own journey and you're trying to figure it out. You're unique. I'm talking if you have a physical disability. Everybody's unique. The thing is, is, you know, one of the things that makes you unique and what what drive what shapes your character and what shapes your drive and your your thought process on things is visible to the world. Embrace it. And somebody might hear that. And it's funny because like I get, I've, I've gotten flack from the disabled community. I'm not disabled enough. <laughs> so, I mean, here's, here's the thing. And I realize there's going to be people that I, I'm very fortunate. Okay. Like if I was to divide my, my body into four quadrants, like top, right, top, left, lower, left, lower, right. The top right is the only one that really works 
like, and is not affected by, by the CP that I have. It's my selfie side. Like that's my selfie hand, right? Like my right hand. (laughs) So like, and, and the other thing with CP in many cases, it impacts speech. There's a lot of people that have CP that can't talk at all. And, you know, again, I mentioned before, like the way that my brain operates and like the way, and, you know, tie that into the way that I communicate. I'm very fortunate. I know that. And there's still times I'm not comfortable in the skin that I'm in. I always will be. But I think the most important thing is just realizing that by default, by default, got to be comfortable with where you are. Whether you've got a physical disability, whether you're a, a guy trying to express how you feel, or whether you're trying to lose weight. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. And you got to work on that now. So, I mean, but that's, that is, as I was thinking about things this week, it just hit me that that's, that's the tie into everything. And we've talked about confidence. I think confidence, genuine confidence is so huge, but I think that only, that comes after you're comfortable in your own skin. And I think you really have to look at yourself as a person and take inventory on everything, everything that's gotten you here to where you are in life. The things you know that have been good, the things that have been bad, but that like when you look at them, they've actually made you who you are. All I'm wanting you to do is to be comfortable with who you are and stop fighting it. It's going to take you time. I know. I know it is. But you, you can get there. So, but I, I, you know... It's funny. I feel like I've been all over the place on this particular episode, but I uh, do want to hear your thoughts. And um, actually, I guess I, I guess we haven't. I guess we covered three things. We covered covered health and fitness. We covered the men's mental health, and then we covered um, having a physical disability. And we've tied everything back to being comfortable in the skin that you're in. So there you go. But I do want to hear your thoughts on this. So definitely let me know. Uh, you can I'm over on Instagram. I'm Daryl T Perry over there. That's D A R Y L T P E R R Y on Instagram. I'm Daryl Perry on TikTok uh, and Twitter as well. Uh, and then you can also text me if you uh, if you want to share your opinions that way. That is eight five nine two zero eight two three three four. You can do that. Um, thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.